The United Kingdom has blocked the Microsoft and Activision merger over something you would not have thought of. We'll talk about what's next for the merger and if this kills the deal globally or not. Tonight is April 30th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy O'Kay says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. Today is April 30th. That means tomorrow it's going to be May. It's going to be the 1st of May. It's the 1st of May. Things will be starting on that day. Go outside. Maybe see it. Maybe don't. Maybe you don't want to see it. I don't know. Uh, and if you don't get that reference, uh, ask your parents because uh, that was a big meme in the early two thousands, and that's a long time uh, ago for for internet culture. Hello and welcome to not a long time ago edition of the Bobby Blackwolf Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwolf. If you're joining us live here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we do tape this show live almost each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. Come join us, interact with the show directly, and uh, I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But we are a podcast, so uh, if you can't be here live on Sunday nights, I completely understand. Other things are happening. So you can go over to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, and interact throughout the week. You'll even see uh, posts that are made uh, throughout the week uh, from, from from me and from other people and talking about things that maybe we will talk on the show about on the show, not talk about on the show, uh, but you can also suggest topics and everything, uh, uh, stuff like that. And yes, I understand this is episode 850. It's a nice round number. It's a... It's a, it's a milestone. It's going to be normal. Like, I don't plan anything. Maybe if I make it to 1,000, I'll do something interesting. Uh, but really, at, at this point, um, it's, it's, it's a number. But uh, thank you. If, you've only, if this is your first time here or your 850th time here, uh, thank you so much uh, for, for being here and, and being, uh, being a supporter of the show uh, for however long or as little as you have been. And uh, also thank you to all the former listeners, because there are a lot. Uh, pe- times change. People change. Uh, I don't watch the same TV shows I used to for a long time, so I get it. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I did say that I would start sharing some more things that I found from uh, my parents' estate, because we're we're really in the the home stretch of that. It's all going to be taken care of uh, in a couple of weeks. I don't have pictures set up now, uh, but I am getting another pinball machine. Uh, because it was the one that was in my house when I was a kid. And uh, there are pictures in our Discord server of it uh, in the Bobby Blackwell Show text chat channel. But I want to show you something that was a hobbyist project uh, for electrical people that were tinkering with electronics. Uh, and, and this was a big thing in the 70s and I believe even the early 80s. And it was a company called Heathkit. And so I happened to find uh, in the basement the winter 1978 uh catalog of heath kits so uh what you are uh what this is is you would buy things 
and you would build it. That was the whole point is you would buy a TV, but it would be in a kit like an Ikea kit and you would put it together. And so this is the uh, winter 1978 edition. Um, and, and these were not cheap things like as I was flipping through here. Um, here is here's a pinball machine. So uh, you could actually get, and this is, I don't think this is the same pinball machine that the other one that we had. It might have been. I don't know. Uh, but the GD-11110 electronic home pinball machine for $629.95. Now, this is $1978. So it was 630 bucks. I actually think we had two pinball machines when I was growing up. One was blue. That was Aspen. That's the one that I'm going to be getting because that was there. We had a yellow one. And I don't know if this was it or not, but it broke. And so I think we got rid of it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, but uh, you could buy uh, radios and you, you would actually put them together. Uh, alarm clocks. Uh, and I'm, once I see something cool, an old, old, old color television, you, would, you could buy an old color television for $619, I believe it was. Yes. Uh, 25-inch diagonal color TV uh, for $619.95 and $1978. And you would build it yourself. So uh, we had a lot of Heathkit stuff in the house because my dad would buy things. And he had a workbench down in the basement with a lot of electronics, uh, electronic equipment, uh, many of which are in this catalog. Um, And he would assemble a lot of these things uh, a lot. And so we had a TV, we had a stereo components that he had built from Heathkit uh, kits. So um, yeah. And uh, dark to says the kits remind me of seeing similar at radio shack. Um, I don't know if Heathkit still existed by the time you would have gone to radio shack. Like, I don't think this survived past the early eighties. Um, so, uh, and Podculture said, built a bunch of this stuff with Grandpa Boyer. Uh, he was a ham radio operator. I'm sure there there is. Yeah, actually, in fact, I think I just opened it up to uh, some ham radios in here for $350. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, and uh, the Bregman says, you had to build a TV. It would still be in the box if I bought it. These were like the expensive hobbyist ones. You could obviously buy pre-built ones. Like, this was just one company that offered... Uh, offered kits for people who were into electronics engineering, uh, electrical engineering and stuff to to build things. This is a hobbyist thing. Um, you know, it, it was like Ikea for nerds. But now, but now, uh, and, and Podculture says we built that, the, the actual ham radio operators that I, I put up, they built it. Um, this, this, that's what this was for. This was for a very specific crowd of people that were really into electronics. Unfortunately, now everything's so complicated, you wouldn't ever dare try to build a TV nowadays. There's too many components in there. Uh, but this, this uh, you actually had to solder and you would put things in and you really understood how things worked through the Heathkit stuff. And this stuff was very, very, very expensive. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to Google. I, sh- I should have done this beforehand. I, I, I didn't realize I was going to talk about it until I was like, Hey, you know what? I should talk about this. Let me go to my inflation calculator. Just, I want to see. So, so I'm just going to see if, uh, in 1978, and I know you can't see this on the screen, uh, or uh, uh, hang on 23. And then 1978, something that costs $629. That would be 
$3,000 today. So we're talking like that pinball machine I t- showed is $3,000. So $619.2023 money for that TV. is uh, SJ100 Matt also did the math here. $2,989.38 for that TV. So you did not buy these if you did not have money. So, you know, I thankfully I, I had a very fortunate household, a very fortunate childhood. Uh, we were able to afford that stuff. Not everybody could. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I wanted to show that and I, I, there was a lot of Heathkit stuff in the house and, uh, and I found that, that in the basement, that catalog. And I'm like, I'm going to grab it and look at it and all that stuff. Uh, so that was, um, that was, yeah. Uh, and, uh, let's see here. I'm looking through chat. Uh, Questbuster says Heathkit is actually still around in web form and the company is like a century old. Yes, I'm sure. Because a lot of when a lot of this stuff was new in the early 1900s, um, the only you didn't have mass produce electrical stuff, so you had to basically build a lot of things yourself, and they sold kits to do that. So, yeah, um, so, so yeah, so uh, Heathkit it was a really interesting company. It was a really interesting way to grow up. I never built anything like this because I think we stopped building Heathkit stuff in the 80s. Uh, everything that I have that's Heathkit is from at the very latest, the early '80s. Um, so, so yeah, and uh, apparently they still have a they still have a store at Heathkit.com, and uh, yeah, you you can still buy. They they still have some stuff, uh, and it looks like they are. Uh, and there, there's a Heathkit is back. So I think Heathkit went away, and now it is back because they're selling like shirts saying "We've returned!" Yay. Um, and uh, so you can actually like buy like radio clock radios and stuff. Um, probably not televisions anymore. But you know what? If if they could figure out like I'm sure there's a bunch of retro game enthusiasts that would be f- just fine building a Heathkit CRT and getting a good CRT TV, and and many of them would actually be just fine soldering and and playing around with cathode ray tubes. Uh, unfortunately, nobody makes those tubes anymore. Like, there's no factory on Earth that makes them anymore. So you can't get any new ones. And uh, Zen Monkey Lim says, I thought he was talking about Heathcliff the cat. No, unfortunately, my dad was a Garfield person and not a Heathcliff person. So there's a lot of... Yeah. So uh, I am... Uh, so I'm not going to be here next week. I uh, am uh, going to be coming back. I will actually be back in Atlanta by the time to do the show, but I will probably be waiting for my bag at the Atlanta airport. Uh, but I will be back. Uh, so in two weeks, I'll be back. But I'm going to be on a business trip for the latter part of next week and not going not to be getting back in time. But uh, m- starting Memorial Day weekend, I will also not be here Memorial Day weekend because I am going to be hosting Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, so Summer Games Done Quick 2023 starts in... Uh, Starts on uh, like May 28th, goes to July, June 4th, not July 4th. It's not a month long. It's only a week long. And uh, I am going to be hosting, uh, doing two hosting blocks, reading your donations. So uh, once again, I haven't made a graphic for this yet. I need to do that. I'll probably do that when I get back uh, from my, uh, from, from, from my trip. But on Monday morning... Uh, at about 11 a.m. Eastern time is how weird it's going to be. They're going to be behind schedule. I know it says 10.49 a.m. right now Eastern. It's going to be 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm going to be hosting a bunch of online runs. So these are going to be runners who are actually streaming from their home to the venue. They're not going to be there in person. Uh, Alien Swarm, an any percent co-op race by uh, uh, Kiki Stas and Mr. Deagle. 
So they're going to be racing each other. Uh, then after that, that's a 20-minute run. And then after that, uh, our buddy Froob, who did all those Yakuza titles. Uh, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. So we're going to be attacking Titans. We're not going to be fighting Yakuza. Uh, we're going to be uh, attacking Titans. So Froob uh, and I are going to be back together once again on that Monday morning. And then after that, uh, uh, there's going to be an any percent race uh, between Desa3579 and Big Sid of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. So um, that is going to be happening on Monday morning. Uh, that's gonna, That race is going to start about 1230 Eastern, maybe a little bit later, and it's going to be about hour 20 minutes. And then Tuesday night, starting Tuesday night, going into Wednesday morning, is the meme run. This is the one, this is the meme that everybody's going to be talking about. Uh, it's going to start around sometime between 11 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Schmumbler is going to be running Silent Hill Home Pour. And I know what you're thinking. You're going to be sitting here going, what is that? And because you've never heard of it. You're probably like, I've heard of Silent Hill Homecoming. And I've heard of Silent Hill Downpour. But I've never heard of Silent Hill Homepour. And what Silent Hill Homepour is, the, the joke here is Silent Hill Downpour has unskippable cutscenes. So, during those unskippable cutscenes, they play Silent Hill Homecoming and they finish both games at the same time. Uh, and actually, one this one person finishes both games at the same time. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, All Bosses, New Game Plus on the Xbox Series X is what they're going to be playing. Uh, but yes, yeah, so basically they're going to play Downpour until it has a cutscene. Then they're going to switch over and play Homecoming until the cutscene in Downpour ends. They pause Homecoming, go back to Downpour, play it until the next cutscene, then go back and play Homecoming. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's about a two hour, 45 minute run or two and a half hours, I think is what it's actually going to be. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know some of the people on the couch are going to be uh, are, are great. It's going to be great banter back and forth. And then after that, I have another hour uh, where I'm going to be hosting Signalis by Drusifer Plays, and it's going to be any percent casual difficulty in the memory ending. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun on Tuesday night. Then I'll be done. Then I'm just going to be there playing arcade games uh, for and uh, arcade games and board games for the rest of the week. Um, so uh, uh, so yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun doing that. I am looking forward to that being up there. Uh, with everybody those two runs are going to be uh actually in person on stage so that's going to be great um and there was a question in here in chat uh Esther and Matt says the race runs are always pretty fun is this the first races you've ever done in your host career yes uh it's the first time i have done races or co-op runs really because uh, the alien swarm is not a race it's actually a co-op they're playing co-op um but um yes this is my first time doing a race uh and, and it's hard to do race be a host for race runs because uh, there's generally never downtime because there's two or maybe even sometimes four people on screen and they're all at different places. And so it's not like, oh, you know, we're, we're going through a, a standard section here. Uh, now it's time for some donations, which is what my job is, is to read donations. Uh, and uh, there's not always that many because they're probably not in the same place at the same time. So, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to, for that. They're they're doing a lot more races and co-op runs and randomizers because Games Done Quick has been around for so long. Uh, they kind of need to switch it up. Uh, and and not always do the same thing all the time. Even though people in speedrunning community think that they should, it should all be Super Metroid runs and 
uh, Legend of Zelda runs, and that's it, and that's all we should have. And, and you know, it should be Mario, Super Mario 1, uh, and stuff. And they they want to switch it up and, and be able to, like, fo- show those games again, uh, but then you show it in a race context. Like, that's what they've done with Super Metroid. So uh, we're seeing a lot more races, a lot more randomizers uh, that change, like, what, what items are places, what enemies are in places, and things like that. So uh, they're doing a lot more of that. And uh, so I get my first race, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So the news, the big news this week happened, uh, and it kind of shocked people because we did not have any indication this is where it was going to be going. Uh, but that Microsoft Activision deal that I actually haven't spoken about for a bit, uh, it, uh, it, 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 it encountered uh, the, the, the biggest speed bump of speed bumps. It may still only be a speed bump. I don't know. But uh, for right now, it is a speed bump. Reuters reports that Britain will block Microsoft's $69 billion nice acquisition of Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard over concerns that it would hinder competition in cloud gaming, dealing an unexpected blow to the biggest ever deal in gaming. The country's antitrust regulator said on Wednesday that Microsoft's commitment to offer access to Activision's multi-billion dollar Call of Duty franchise to leading cloud gaming platforms would not effectively remedy its concerns. Um, so, uh, Microsoft's going to fight it and, um, and they, they, Microsoft basically said, quote, we will reassess our growth plans for the UK global innovators, large and small will take note that despite all its rhetoric, the UK is clearly closed for business, unquote. Um, so Europe will decide on May 22nd and the U S federal trade commission is seeking to block the deal as well. Um, now, the reason that this was a surprise, because we covered this last month, where they were worried that they that Microsoft was going to make Call of Duty a console exclusive to Xbox. And then they looked and they're like, that actually would be a bad idea for Microsoft to do that. So we're not worried about that anymore. Uh, we're not worried about that. Now, they're worried about cloud gaming. And they're worried that if Microsoft gets this deal, they will make Call of Duty exclusive to Microsoft's cloud gaming platforms. Um, and they say the CMA says that the cloud gaming market market is forecasted to be worth about 11 billion pounds, which is 13.7 US dollars globally by 2026. The cloud gaming ecosystem is not huge right now. Um, and they believe, but they believe it's going to be huge and that Microsoft is going to use this acquisition to, uh, to, to, to make their cloud platform better than everybody else's. The CMA, uh, which is the, the, the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK, they've already done this once to a big company, and, and they actually won. And not the company, the government won. Uh, and I, I didn't know about this, but this happened in 2021. Uh, Facebook, before they became Meta, uh, acquired Giphy. And Giphy is uh, one of the places that you can search for animated GIFs on the internet, and you, know, it, you can put them in your Slack channel, uh, or, or, or into Discord or something. And a lot of people use Tenor for this, but but Giphy was one of the big ones, and, and they've been around since like 2011, 2012, and so Facebook bought them in 2020. And uh, they actually were ordered last year, late last year, to divest and essentially sell them off. And um, and people are, and, and so I will also mention, because I know people have heard my announce, or my pronunciations, I said Giphy, and they have animated GIFs. And like, why aren't you calling it Giphy? It's because I respect creators, and the creators of the business say that their name is Giphy. And so I'm going to call them Giphy 
because that's what they claim to be called. The creator of the GIF format says it's GIF, and so I'm going to respect creators. So there you go. Anyway, as I know people are already in chat, you know, making fun of that, but that's why. It's because I, the creators tell me how it's pronounced, and I pronounce it that way because I respect creators, unlike a lot of people. Anyway, so, uh, but what happened is they have now had to divest, even though Facebook and Meta have already purchased them and have already purchased Giphy and have already integrated it in with Meta service and stuff. Now they have to divest and split it back out and find a suitable buyer. Nobody's bought it yet. Meta still owns Giphy, uh, but they are forced to act as separate companies. And they are uh, not, and, and and Microsoft has to, or not Microsoft, Facebook and Meta have to actively seek a suitable buyer to buy it and get it off their books. And the UK has forced that, and Meta has been like, okay, fine. It was only like a three hundred million dollar deal, so it's like not much, uh, not a drop in the bucket for 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 Meta. But you know, it uh, they're probably not going to get three hundred million back. They're probably going to sell it at a loss. Um, and, and the thing that they had, the, the, what the UK was worried about with Giphy and Meta is that Giphy was trying to get into the digital advertising space and they were worried that that would become a monopoly if Meta had purchased them. What Meta actually did when they purchased Giphy was they got rid of the entire global digital stuff. Like they shut that part of Giphy down immediately and Giphy was not doing it in the UK yet. But they were about to, or that was part of their plan. And then they got purchased, and they weren't going into that space at all. And so they were that that was the grounds that the uh, UK CMA had said to force Meta to divest from that. And so that's what they're kind of doing here: is they're saying, "Well, it's not here yet. Cloud gaming is not here yet, but it could be, and this could could make it a monopoly." And so that's what's going on here. Um, I will also mention that this was kind of interesting, uh, that, uh, the CMA panel chair, Martin Coleman. So this is the CMA. This is what they're saying. Quote, cloud gaming is growing fast with the potential to change gaming, freeing people from the need to rely on expensive consoles and gaming PCs and giving them more choice over how and where to play their games. This means that it is vital that we protect competition in this emerging and exciting market, unquote. Uh, So the CMA says Microsoft has an estimated 60 to 70 percent of cloud gaming services, as well as competitive advantages, including owning Xbox, Windows and Azure, the cloud provider, which, by the way, is what Sony uses for their uh, for their uh, cloud gaming is they use Azure. Um, So other companies have come in and said, you know, this is why we're against it. And I liked this one. And I'm going to put this on the screen. I'm going to read it to you. Another competitor. Uh, to to Microsoft submitted that the failure of Google Stadia shows the importance of Call of Duty compared to other gaming franchises and that Call of Duty's role in attracting customers to platform is not directly proportionate to engagement alone. This competitor submitted that Google Stadia did in fact have a reasonable catalog of games including successful franchises such as FIFA, Assassin's Creed, and NBA 2K, which accounted for at least redacted percent of PlayStation engagement in 2021. It further submitted that despite having these games, Google Stadia did not have Call of Duty and thus prevented Google Stadia from reaching a meaningful number of uh, multi- uh, of active users, which is MAUs. So Phil Harrison 
killed the Microsoft Activision deal because if Google Stadia was still around, Microsoft would not have 60 to 70% of the global cloud gaming services. Google Stadia would have had a good portion of that. So in effect, Phil Harrison tanking Google Stadia destroyed this deal. So, uh, so yeah, so that was one of the things that came up in it. Um, there was also something that was interesting here uh, that, that they were saying that, uh, you know, they, they don't think people are going to sign up for multiple cloud gaming services, which, you know, people sign up for multiple, multiple movie streaming services all the time. Um, but uh, there was also something that, uh, that they didn't like uh, in, this, in the CMA complaint uh, coming back here. Uh, they said that the uh, Microsoft Cloud Remedy would entitle Microsoft, would, Microsoft Cloud Remedy is what Microsoft said they would do with other cloud gaming services uh, if this deal went through. Uh, this would entitle Microsoft to retain all revenue from sales of Activision games and app purchases and any other future game-related transactional revenues. As a result, cloud gaming streaming services would not become rivals to Microsoft's Game Pass Ultimate, but rather they would become Microsoft's customers with only the ability to stream Activision games and send all the associated revenues to Microsoft. This third party told us that they would be unattractive for any cloud gaming streaming service, including bring-your-own-game operators like NVIDIA. Yet they signed the deal for 10 years. I like this. And, and so Sony, one of Sony's arguments here, this third party, Sony, told us that it would have to consider adding its own first party content day and date on its subscription platform if Microsoft were to offer Call of Duty day and date on Game Pass, but that doing so would dis diminish its incentives to invest in its first party content and would not be good for its gamers. So essentially, Sony basically said if Call of Duty is available on Game Pass streaming we would also have to make our first-party games available on our streaming service, and we would not be able... And, and we would actually have to lower production values. That's kind of... That's been Sony's argument the whole time, is the reason they don't put the new God of War on PlayStation Plus Ultimate uh, or, or any of their other high-performing first-party titles because they spend so much money on them. They need you to buy those titles for $70. They don't want you to spend $15 a month to be able to play them. They need you to buy them for $70 to recoup that budget. If they did not have that, if they could only, if they knew that the majority of their sales would come through the subscription service, they would be like, well, instead of spending 80 bajillion dollars on this title to make it, we're only going to be able to spend 30 bajillion. And that's going to hurt gamers because it's not going to be as high quality of the game. And uh, Questbuster says, from NPR's reporting, I, I read a whole bunch of places uh, as well before coming into this. One, uh, so uh, from NPR's reporting, one of the things Questbuster read was that Microsoft's concessions were looked at in considerable depth, but would, would require the CMA's active oversight by blocking the merger cloud gaming would develop without their in intervention. So basically, Microsoft would have, they would have to keep tabs on Microsoft, kind of like a parole officer or something like that. And they didn't want to have to do that. And so they're like, no, nope, you just can't, you can't play. We, you're, we, we don't have the time to, to keep up with you, so you can't play. As Sharon Matt says, whoever submitted the claim about Google Stadia knew what they were doing. They knew the CMA wasn't going to check the full context of that statement that Call of Duty would have saved Stadia. Uh, Call of Duty is not on any cloud platform right now. It's not. Uh, and apparently those cloud platforms are doing just fine without Call of Duty. So, yeah. So, so what happens next? And, you know, this is it's not over yet. It's mostly over uh, until unless there are some different changes made. But now, 
originally it was, you know, a console exclusive and all that stuff. And Sony's not interested in having any kind of 10 year deal. They just want to block the merger. They, they don't they don't actually want Call of Duty. They just want Microsoft to not own Call of Duty. Uh, Sony doesn't actually want Call of Duty. That, and they, they've actually said this and they have admitted that they or I don't think they've admitted they, that they said it, but they didn't deny that they didn't say it. We covered that on a previous show. Uh, Ars Technica reports that in an all-hands meeting to the gaming division on Thursday, Xbox chief Phil Spencer said Microsoft's interest in the deal has not wavered in the wake of the UK's decision. Spencer reportedly still sees a way forward for the deal, despite acknowledging that the UK decision will slow the appeal process. So uh, essentially, there is an appeal, uh, and, and, and it doesn't really work out. Um, the CMA tends to come out on top in appeals. Uh, and uh, the chances of a reversal during the appeal process is no more than 10%, uh, according to people who follow the UK business and, and all that stuff. And, and yes, th- this is also Brexit's fault because this wouldn't have happened if, if Brexit didn't happen because it would have fallen under the EU. Uh, UK wouldn't have had their own regulatory board. They would have been part of what the EU is, is currently debating. Um, so, so now you have to get the EU. It's basically, there's four regulatory bodies you need to appease the U S the EU, the UK, and maybe China, if you're doing business in China. Um, so in, uh, the, the CAT, which is, uh, the Com- competition appeal tribunal in the UK. Uh, so, uh, the CAT says it generally aims to complete straightforward cases in less than nine months. So we have at least nine months from now. Like at this point, it's it's going to be at least in about nine months. Even after that, a successful appeal would mean that the matter would be sent back to the CMA, which could take additional time to approve specific proposed remedy to fix any identified issues. Um, so there is a deadline of July 18th. Um, that is the contractual deadline between Microsoft and Activision. Uh, once that ha- once that passes. Uh, Microsoft can technically be on a hook for a $3 billion termination fee if they do not complete the acquisition by July 18th, which is a 15-month time from when it was announced. It's been 15 months. Uh, it's, it could be a $3 billion termination fee, or they could simply head back to the table and renegotiate a new contract. So essentially, this $69 billion offer uh, expires on July 18th of this year. So since this is not going to get approved... Uh, we, we, the UK has not approved it. Uh, that date is going to be, we're going to be blowing past that date. So it's going to change. Um, so even if the appeal in the UK finally, uh, fails, they only have jurisdiction over the UK. So if the merger is blocked in the UK, a, it, um, you know, the question is, can it just operate everywhere else and not in the UK? The UK actually does not think it can. It says, quote, Activision is intertwined through different markets. It cannot be separated from the UK. So this decision blocks the deal from happening globally, unquote. But industry analysts do see a path for the carve-out that satisfies the concerns in the UK while allowing the merger to go forward elsewhere. So a carve-out could be made easier because the CMA's decision is focused solely on cloud gaming competition rather than the overall effects on the rest of the console market. This UK actually said, we are not worried about the console market anymore. Uh, we've been that's been satisfied. So, uh, Gamma Law managing partner David Hopp told uh, Why Now Gaming, "Quote: If the decision stands and the deal receives approval in other jurisdictions, Microsoft could geofence the Activision games on its cloud service out of the UK, 
This would presumably address the CMA's concerns, unquote. And Wedbush Morgan analyst Michael Pachter, one of our favorite people, agreed, telling GameSpot that Microsoft could, quote, carve out Game Pass in the UK and keep all Activision Blizzard content off of the service and commit that they will keep the price of Game Pass at the current price, plus no more than the rate of inflation for the next 10 years. If they commit to that, they can appeal the UK's inevitable approval with these carve-outs and they will win, unquote. Um, so the EU regulators are set to make their own decision on May 22nd. They are widely expected to approve the deal. In the U.S., the FTC lawsuit attempting to block the deal is set for an evidentiary hearing on August 2nd, which probably would have made that July 18th date uh, be pass, and, and we would have been in this spot anyway. So essentially what they're going to be doing, uh, what they could do is, in since the U.K. is the one who has the problem, They'll be like, fine, we won't put Call of Duty on Game Pass in the UK. If you are in the UK, you cannot play Call of Duty on Game Pass. And we will not raise the price of Game Pass in the UK for the next 10 years, other than the rate of inflation. Um, and that would satisfy all their concerns. Because now, in the UK, Microsoft will not have a leg up on all the other cloud gaming services because they won't have Call of Duty. Now, granted... They probably won't have Call of Duty on any of the other cloud gaming systems, but nobody would have Call of Duty, which is exactly what it's like right now, because nobody has Call of Duty on their cloud gaming system right now. Um, and also remember all those uh, agreements with all the other cloud gaming systems and all the other consoles and stuff about Call of Duty were contingent on this going through. Uh, the, all of those deals were contingent on Microsoft purchasing Activision. If Microsoft does not purchase Activision, those agreements are null. Those contracts are null and void because the Microsoft did not purchase Activision. Uh, and so Activision is not beholden to any of those agreements. They're not beholden to put Call of Duty on Switch anymore. That was only if Microsoft purchased them. And the CMA seems to think that Activision would uh, put Call of Duty on other cloud platforms if they were not owned by Microsoft Activision never said they would, but they, be but the uh, the government believes they would have, and that's why they blocked this because they're like, well, Activision would have done this, uh, and so we're, we'd rather them just do that on their own. Mike Def says Britain ruining everything since the, uh, the since the fifteenth century. Really, just just the fifteenth century. That's where we are right now in, in that whole thing. Um, there's going to have to be concessions made. Once again, it's all about Call of Duty, which and it's kind of funny. You, they were actually talking about like some some of the the things that Microsoft put in is like Call of Duty is really not even that important. Uh, and the CMA is like, Haha, uh, we don't we don't agree. And they even said, and this is a great great quote here. Uh, if I look on this. Um, Microsoft submitted the industry rankings show that Call of Duty is consistently outranked by other publishers' PC games. Given IGN's ranking of the 25 best PC games to play right now does not include Call of Duty, Metacritic's ranking does not list Call of Duty as the top of the rankings on PC gamers, and, and PC gamers' top 100 PC games list does not include Call of Duty. This is what the CMA said, quote, We consider that these rankings are not an adequate measure of Call of Duty's popularity, and in particular, its importance, given that there can be stark differences between critics' reviews and actual game time and sales. We consider it better to measure perform, uh, importance more directly through uh, multiple uh, between active users, share of game time, and share of revenue across console 
and PC. So even they were like, we don't care if the critics don't like it. Questbuster says, uh, as another point to carving out a market, one could also look at what happened with loot box bans in, others, in certain, country, uh, certain countries in the EU. As one example, Nintendo removed a few titles from circulation in Belgium, but not from the rest of the world. So, and that, that's one thing that a lot of times they'll have to do is like, you know, they'll be like, all right, we can't do this here. All right, well, then we won't do it there. We'll do it everywhere else. And then now you're hurting the people that are in that country that want to play these games. Or they'll just have to go somewhere else to play those games. Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes that even, like, we, we have this a little bit here in the United States. It's not strictly video games, but um, sports betting, online sports betting. Uh, please, if you do any kind of gambling like that, please do it responsibly. Uh, you know, don't ever gamble anything more than you're willing to lose, please. Uh, but sports betting is legal in some states and not others. Um, and so uh, and it's getting legal in more and more states, but you still have to, uh, you know, you have to figure out if where you are physically allows you to do that. And so like we would, if I wanted to do sports betting, I can't do that in my state, but I can drive an hour and a half North and go to a state where then I can open up my phone and actually do sports betting across the state line. Boom. I'm good. Um, and so that is what some, you know, some of these country com- people in these countries may have to do is, you know, in the EU, you have freedom of movement to any other EU member nation. They can just go to another EU member nation and, and get the game and play the game there but that's what they would have to do so that i think is what those are the concessions microsoft's going to have to make and so if it goes through then i'll be able to play call of duty on game pass ultimate but uh and any of my friends that are in the united kingdom they won't be allowed to uh because the government says that stifles innovation but it's all phil harrison's fault because google stadia failed and so because google stadia failed Xbox is the only one that actually really has been investing in cloud gaming. Uh, Sony went into VR. Sony spent all that money on VR and not in cloud gaming. So Sony and, and Sony uses Azure, which is a Microsoft platform for their streaming. Uh, but Sony decided they were going to invest in VR instead of cloud streaming. Uh, so that's why they're not a bigger player, because they don't prioritize it. And so I, I guess my thing is, is that Microsoft's fault that nobody else is really prioritizing it the way Microsoft is? And uh, going on into uh, and going back into sports stuff, SJ Matt says sports betting it was legal in New Jersey before New York. New York City people would drive across the bridge or tunnel uh, to make a bet in New Jersey. The revenue from sports betting in New Jersey eclipsed Las Vegas until New York figured out that they should get in on it. And we're also seeing that in other states uh, as well, is that, uh, you know, as much as people shouldn't overspend on sports betting, people do. And I hope, uh, I hope that if you do engage in betting, you do so responsibly and never, ever, ever bet more than you are willing to lose. If you do that, have fun. So we're going to take a very quick music break. And uh, then if somebody wants to call in, go over to the green room over uh, the voice chat, uh, green room voice chat channel over in our discord server, vognerwork.com slash discord. And uh, we can talk about anything going on in the gaming industry. doesn't have to be Microsoft and Activision, stuff like that. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell show. You're in the voice geeks network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. network. <laughs> 
Wait, you don't know Kamoshida? Are you for real? For real? For real? For real? What up, everybody? This is Max Middleman, voice of Saitama and One Punch Man, Ryuji in Persona 5, King in Seven Deadly Sins, and a whole host of other characters. You are participating in the Bobby Black Wolf Show. Get it? For real? For real? For real? For real? For real? For real! That's right. Back when we could uh, record those kind of bumpers. I, I am an attending professional at DragonCon this year, and uh, so I will be uh, doing things on the video game track and the digital media track. So maybe, maybe I'll be able to get some of those type of bumpers uh, again um, and, and, and stuff. So, uh, so yeah. And uh, so if you want to leave a bumper, you do not need to have acted in the Persona games. All you got to do is send me a uh, video file or an audio file of just your voice. I will choose which DMCA, viola- DMCA violation to put behind it. Uh, and and uh, send it. Get get in contact with me either on social media or Discord. You can email me bumpers at bobbyblackwolf dot com, uh, and that's how you can get uh, get in. Um, I do want to mention that um, that uh, uh, I usually play from Overclock Remix uh, from the beginning and and the midpoint break. So you don't hear it on the podcast feed, but I play something from Overclock Remix. And uh, we actually lost somebody in the Overclock Remix family uh, th- this this week, and I did not. I, I saw it earlier this week and talked about it, and when I was picking the show for tonight, I did not put it in there. But uh, Pirate Crab uh, is an Overclock Remix creator, and I looked, and I, I actually have played something from Pirate Crabs before because uh, it was already in my directory because I scrolled during the break to see if I could find something, and so I didn't play any of it. Uh, but one of the remixes he did is uh, from Final Fantasy VIII. He did One Man and His Metal Gun, which is this guy right here. Uh, this was Pirate Crab. Uh, he was really good on the guitar. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, we learned it was pretty... I, I don't know the details, don't need to know the details or anything. Uh, but um, my condolences to Pirate Crab and his family and all of his friends and all those in the OC uh, Overclock Remix community who uh, who knew him. So thank you for the, the, the tunes, and I will look for more Pirate Crab stuff in future weeks. So uh, I don't think anybody is in the green room just yet. Um, so, uh, but I'm going to check one more time about that uh, to see if anybody wants to call in. But nobody usually. But usually, I take too long, and we don't really have time. Uh, so, uh, but uh, maybe one day, one day we will. Uh, so, uh, coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vlog network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in with them and, uh, see what they're going to be talking about tonight. Because you know what? I talked about only one story and, uh, there's a lot more that happens than just the one story I talk about. And if you want to know what that is, uh, you would go, uh, in, uh, and then check out Orange Lounge Radio. And uh, right now, uh, Discord's not liking me too much. So we'll we'll see if uh, if Discord's ever going to start liking me. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? There, there it is. Discord was like, "No, we're not going to do this today." And I said, "Yes, we are." It was a little bit of a it was a problem on my end. I forgot oh. I had switched my camera input at some point. Ah. You know how Discord does that sometimes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And whenever Windows updates, uh, all my all my sound devices and video devices they. 
Um, they change yeah. their internal IDs, and Discord can't find it anymore, and neither can Zoom, and neither can Adobe Audition, and neither can OBS. Like, I don't want to throw just Discord on. Nobody can find it anymore, and and I blame yeah. I blame Windows. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, I know all I did was talk about regulators and stuff. Do you think that there is a path forward for Microsoft and Activision, or is this kind of like the beginning of the end? You brought up an interesting scenario with them possibly carving out some of that cloud-based stuff in the UK. Um, I think that could be a very interesting path forward for them. I, I really hope this isn't the end of it. I hope they're able to find something out. I'm very frustrated with how they arrived at this conclusion. Um, and, you know, not... I mean, Sony has... Sony bought a cloud gaming service many years ago with no issues, mm-hmm. Gaikai. And how they chose to use it was how they chose to use it. I, I don't understand how this, like, stifles innovation or what have you. It just mm-hmm. it seems very, very persuaded by corporate lawyers on mm-hmm. people. I think one of your chatters said it. Like, like it just feels like they took advantage of ill-informed legislative bodies to get the decision they wanted it just mm-hmm. feels i don't know it feels a little scummy to me to be honest yeah yeah and especially when they're like well google stadia died because it didn't have call of duty i'm like no it died for many other reasons and it wasn't at, because look, call of duty yeah look at the share of a, of a take a game like destiny 2 which existed on every platform out there playstation mm-hmm. pc xbox you name it, or, or even our beloved dead by daylight same thing right mm-hmm. look at the percentage of stadia users versus all of those other options that were available yep. like it would have been the same thing with call of duty and you can't say that that was a fault of google stadia as a platform again yeah. not from a technological perspective no. but from a how it was marketed led and you know phil harrison continues to be a pox on the industry etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and the Breakman even says dreamcast had amazing games but it died a young death and a lot of and some people would say well the reason they didn't have it is because madden wasn't on the dreamcast because ea said they weren't going to put any of their games on the dreamcast but it was also there were just other it was more just the playstation 2's advertising campaign kind of destroyed dreamcast advertising campaign and that that i think had more to do with it than just madden I also think quite simply PlayStation two played DVDs end of story. That's Mm -hmm. that, that was the the big win for most people bought PlayStation twos at the time because it was a effective DVD player as well. And that is exactly why Sony attempted Mm -hmm. to repeat that strategy to make Blu-ray the dominant format by including it with PlayStation three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say, yes, when I got my PlayStation two, uh, one of the launch titles I got was the matrix on DVD. That was one of my launch titles. Uh, that was yeah. a lot of people's launch titles. Like, you got a DVD player and it spawned a copy of The Matrix. Like, because that's the D. Div- that yeah. was the big movie because it was 1999 in theaters. Uh, which, yes, mm-hmm. means it is on Turner Classic Movies every once in a while. So, doesn't that make you oh, feel God. old? Um, and, but yeah. then, but like in 2000, like, that was the movie to get on DVD. Like, if you wanted one movie on DVD instead of VHS, it was The Matrix. And mm-hmm. PlayStation 2 play- fed off of that. Uh, and that that helped kill that helped suppress Dreamcast in the minds of normal people that didn't spend all their time on GeoCities websites at the time to debating and GameFAQs forums debating about video games because Fifth Dreaming says Dreamcast was better. Yeah, in many ways, the Dreamcast was the better system. It just couldn't beat the marketing muscle of PlayStation 2. But it wasn't because Madden wasn't on the system. That didn't help. But uh- yeah. 
Can I address another point that just came up in chat on all this? And ZenMonkey11 in chat says, why do people want Microsoft to buy Activision? I don't get it. Um, And I thought we've covered this, but granted, this story's been going on for a long time. So, you know, that may have have fallen out of off the radar at some point. So I get it. Um, And and Dark Sakura from our show follows up in chat saying, mine is a personal vendetta. I want Activision's CEO gone forever. And honestly, it is. That is it. That is it for me, too. It is not that I love to see the big fish eating the big fish going Mm -hmm. on in the gaming industry. We have enough of that going on. But Activision's leadership is so it, it is it is literally toxic to the point that it spreads and affects others within the gaming industry. That is that is the poison Mm -hmm. at the top of Activision right now. It must be eliminated at any cost. And even if this goes against something else I don't like, I recognize that the bigger threat is Activision's actively toxic leadership from the CEO to the board to the senior leadership under the CEO. That senior leadership must be stopped at any cost. And that's why this is disappointing to see this setback, because that poison is now going to continue to filter throughout the game industry because the regulators won't do anything about that. Yeah. That's the frustrating thing at the end of the day here. And and it is something to know that the the vast majority of employees at Activision, at Blizzard, and even King deserve better leadership. There are some amazing, talented individuals at Blizzard working on, like, Diablo 4. I I actually Mm -hmm. know you know people there. I know someone working Mm -hmm. on Diablo 4. They deserve much better leadership than what is there now, and Microsoft Mm -hmm. can give that to them. Yes. I mean, for all, you know, again, I get I get the criticisms of Microsoft. I do. Phil Harrison, and he's not perfect, but he's far better and far more informed. I'm sorry. <laughs> too too many Phil's, too many, too many Phil's. Um, <laughs> Phil's, he, he gets it so much. I can't, God, somebody's going to cut that out of context. It's going to haunt me forever. It's already been clipped, um, I'm sure. Phil, <laughs> Great. Uh, Phil Spencer gets it so much more than any other executive out there. And he's not perfect and he's mm-hmm. not, not he does, but he's just he's not actively toxic, which yeah. in this industry is 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 a, is a good baseline to start with. Yes. And so it, by, by default, he would be better leadership for the company. Yeah, and, and but and I can see that you know regulators they're they're worried about like these monopoly concerns and stuff, even though it doesn't seem like a monopoly because there are actually regrets at uh, at the FTC level here in the U.S. of allowing Facebook to purchase Instagram. They actually looked back mm-hmm. and said that was a bad idea. We should not have let that happen. And so they're I think yeah. also trying to correct and say well. You know, we need to make sure we're not in this situation again because there have been calls to try to get Facebook to divest from Instagram, just like the UK has made Facebook divest from Giphy uh, because they were worried that it was going to overtake the global digital advertising uh, and and stuff, which which they weren't even doing. But they could have. And that's why they ruled that they had to divest. And there are people that want Facebook and Meta to divest Instagram and break it back out. And so it's harder, to do, it's harder to do that when it's already done and you've already approved it. And so they're kind of being gun shy and saying, maybe we don't want big tech companies to have any big acquisitions anymore. Maybe we just don't let any of them do it. And you're just too big to buy big. And what, but then, then again, going back to the the real issue at hand here, and why people feel differently about this one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I really feel like it takes 
an outsider of some ways because the people that have their head down in the politics all day surely don't seem to understand it. What do you do when the toxicity is so bad that people are willing to say, you know what, maybe this maybe this big fish eats big fish maybe isn't so bad after all. Yeah. This could actually improve things. Yeah. It would employ improve things for the rake and file at least in the, in the short term especially at 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 Activision Blizzard and that's why we that's mm-hmm. why like you and I we do want to see this happen uh and mm-hmm. and also because Call of Duty is not that big of a deal I guess to us it is to other people and I guess the numbers show that it is um but it's 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 not the reason Google Stadia failed y'all <laughs> So what else are you going to be talking Stadia about Stadia failed because of Google yes and nobody else yes uh, but the tech is great that Google Stadia had. Like, th- this is not about the, the tech, tech stuff. The tech is great. There's a, there's a lot about Stadia that is awesome, actually. That, that controller it's was just, pretty good, too. Yeah. Like, it did it's good things. You gotta, you gotta be able to sell the tech. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you have an executive that is, has a track record of never being able to do yeah. that, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what yeah. we expected. So what else is Orange Launch Radio going to be talking about tonight? How about Samba de Amigo? I mean, there's yeah. there's always good news in the music yeah. game. So it always make you feel better over there. That's for sure. Uh, we'll talk about unions, too, if we're going to talk a little bit about Sega. Yeah. Some uh, interesting movement on the union front, specifically with Sega. So we'll get yeah. into that as well. Uh, a lot of people very excited about the new Jedi Survivor game that just came mm-hmm. out. And there's some exciting new accessibility features yeah. in that as well. And if you want to throw it way back, I'm kind of surprised at what console games are getting a new release, like a new collection type of thing from Limited Run, because mm-hmm. they, they kind of weren't very good. But yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. And, on it didn't, and it didn't have the Sega CD version, which is the version I have. Or like what most people would consider the definitive version. Right. And and if you want to know what we're talking about, tune in to Orange Mm Sounds Radio. It's up next. That's right. Thanks so much, Rob. That's right. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back in two weeks. I am not going to be here next week. I will be here in two weeks uh, to talk all about the stuff that happened over the past two weeks. Uh, So, uh, yeah. So, um. I will see you then. Uh, come join us live here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, in two weeks on Sunday night. Uh, I'm on social media at Bobby Blackwolf just about everywhere. Uh, mstdn.games is my Mastodon instance. If you are wondering which Mastodon is me, I don't think there's another one on Mastodon, but that's, I'm on mstdn.games. And uh, you can also join our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, and uh, chat about things there. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this live show work without the help of the chatters who go above and beyond. Uh, so thank you so much to Podculture, who resubscribed. It says for 46 months. Twitch math is weird. Only 46. It's been longer than 40. Podculture has been around for a very, very long time. So, uh, and especially since the beginning of Vogue, uh, many, many years ago. Uh, but uh, Twitch math is kind of weird in terms of like how many months it's been. Uh, forever uh, followed and subscribed. So thank you so much for the follow and the subscribe. And Dark Sakura, thank you so much. Tier 200 bits saying still lurking, but showing love for Bobby. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Go listen to Dark Sakura on OLR and maybe go watch her play Dead by Daylight and other games, Marvel Sons. I think, or maybe that one's done. She, she streams. She's dark soccer underscore OLR. Go check her out 
on Twitch. Before I get, uh, before I say other wrong things that she may stream, I'm going to hit the button and get out of here. So thank you so much. Uh, see you in two weeks. And uh, tomorrow it's going to be May. And go outside if you want to and, and do things. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.